this is Room in the Trees, a podcast about living a creative life. Room in the Trees is hosted by Sabrina Ward-Harrison and me, Trent Reynolds. Show notes including pictures, links, video, and more for every episode can be found at roominthetrees.com. If you like this podcast, please consider showing your support. You can become a subscribing patron at patreon.com forward slash room. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Excitement. <laughs> Thrilling. Mm. Thrilling euphoria. Hello. Hello. What do you want to How share? We... Um, well, I woke up this morning. Uh, you, have you ever had the experience where you wake up in the morning and you know that you're you're kind of sick? Like you got that deep, deep morning voice? Oh, Yeah. And uh, I hadn't even said anything yet. And I just, what do you think was my first, let me, I'm not sure if I know the right question to ask, but what do you think was the first popular song of the 90s <laughs> that came to my mind? <laughs> it's just, I don't know why one would. Uh... Oh my god! Throw back. back. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Who was that again? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the crash test dummies. God, that sounds like you. It does. (laughs) (laughs) But I kind of love that deep, you know, when you kind of got a little bit of a cold, the like super deep morning voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be nice? (laughs) (laughs) What's that song about, do you think? Uh, I'm not sure. Like the the overall message. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's about a boy who uh i can't can't remember now but it's hard to bring up the words yeah kind of a strange a strange song kind of um, a little bit mysterious i have no idea i have no idea what that song is kind of risky with going with a title like that yeah yeah i mean the whole song is uh, a little edgy (laughs) a little like thinking like sort of like zero cares like well let's just call it mm, mm, (laughs) what do you want to call a song bob i don't know (laughs) Mm. Mm. (laughs) do it just write it down don't forget it (laughs) m i want the word the the song to be called m (laughs) god i miss the 90s 90s music was so great Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you betcha. Uh, well, I'm sorry you're sick. Oh, uh, it's not that bad. It's just one of those things where, like, I kind of it's somewhere in between. Like, it's not a full blown sick, but it's like, uh, you know, it's kind of that way always with kids. It's like they're yeah. always bringing bringing home something, and you never quite know if you're well or if you've got some some bug. <laughs> 
Uh, turns out uh, we got a little warning this week that uh, lice is going around the third grade. Oh, man. I don't remember ever being aware of lice that much. I guess in first grade, I remember parents coming in, like mothers coming into class and kind of giving everybody a look over. Yeah. So there must have there must have been somebody in that in that classroom with lice, but <laughs> I don't recall it either. But I sure have heard horror stories of friends who have to deal with getting it out of their kids' hair. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Yeesh. Ugh. Did they? Did you have? No. Was it you that had the the lice? You had a lice. Did you have a lice situation last year? We totally had a lice situation. Yeah. Uh, I had never experienced it in my life, and then Liv got it. And she passed it around to everybody because I guess we were all using uh, the same hairbrush. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. So how'd you and, guys get uh, it out? We have to do, it's a whole, whole process. But did Laura have to do everybody's hair? Uh, well, she and I, yeah, yeah, we, between the two of us, we had to get everybody's hair. And I mean, if with short hair, like mine, super easy to take care of. You know, uh, yeah. but the longer hair, it's difficult. And those the combs that you have to use are super fine and they're metal prongs. So it's like, it, it's really easy for the hair to get stuck in them and it hurts. And yeah, it's, a, it is a big bummer <sighs> and they lay eggs. So you have to, and the eggs are called, are you aware of this? Not Knits. What? Eggs, lice, lice eggs are called nits. So you've heard the term nit picking. Oh, yes. Oh, it's, it's true. It's true. That's where nit picking comes from. Is a louse lice is lay eggs, and they're called nits. And so they lay eggs, and you have to get all the eggs out in addition to the you know, you know the hatched oh and grown God. things. Yeah. And they uh, look just like little, little, you know, tiny bits of dust. Uh, so it's, it's not like, you know, they're, they kind of have a characteristic look about them, but it's kind of hard to. They have their own little personality that's kind of a trait. Yeah, they got a little flair. They're not just your normal piece of dust, like little, uh, little heft, if you will. <laughs> speaking um, of, speaking yeah. of um, characteristics, I did, uh, have you done 23 Me? Uh, is that the DNA thing? Yeah. No, I've been wanting to do that. I've, I just got my it? results back yesterday. And it you... sure puts things into perspective about <laughs> where you came <laughs> 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 uh, I'm imagining it. Doesn't it tell you if you've got like Neanderthal b- blood in you and stuff like that? Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's just like it, the, the by saliva can say, so, can just know so much. Uh, and that I come like the, the, I think the part that really got me was just the, um, I wanted to read you something from, okay. So my maternal half below group is K1, A3, A1. As our ancestors ventured out of Eastern Africa, they branched off in diverse groups across and recrossed the globe over tens of thousands of years. Some of their migrations can be traced through Hapaleo groups, families of lineages that descend from a common ancestor. Your maternal Hapaleo group can reveal the path followed in the woman of your maternal line. 
The maternal line stems from a branch of haplogroups called K1A. K1 is the widespread haplogroup that traces back to a woman who lived nearly 20,000 years ago, right around the time of the last great peak of the Ice Age. As the Ice Age gradually loosened its grasp on the global climate in the next several millennia, K1A expanded into the Middle East. Women carrying the haplogroup later spread into Europe as well, with early waves of migration that carried farmers and their new agricultural lifestyle to the West during the Neolithic Revolution. Mm. It's just fascinating. So this happened eight, 180 generations ago. Wow. It's so hard to wrap your mind around, huh? Yeah. That every, that got me, the person, human being that's sitting here today, that all these decisions and choices and left turns and right turns and this and that all are just this, it's just fascinating. It's fascinating. Mm. It's weird. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I imagine what that, like, what was her name? You think was it a sound or was it? Yeah. You know, maybe she had a, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. what was, what was she wearing? What was she thinking about? You know, she was definitely cute though. Totally cute. Totally, totally cute. cute. <laughs> she was super cute. So I wanted to share a little bit with uh, listeners about something I've kept private in the past year or so. Um, but I wanted to just acknowledge it and um, share a little bit of what, what things, what's tr- transpiring now in my life romantically um, because uh, I haven't, I haven't really talked about what happened, but, um, so I was involved with somebody, uh, who I became engaged to, uh, about a year and a half ago, that relationship ended. There were things about it that became clear that it was not, um, the person, the relationship that was meant to be for my life. And, but it happened very, um, suddenly. So Last June, I decided to um, leave that relationship, and I moved into a small little place uh, here in Madison that was a little apartment upstairs in this um, big old house that had four four apartments in it. Um, but it was tiny. It was like it was when I ca- when I counted the, the square feet before I moved out. It was four hundred and two square feet, which is really really small with low ceilings and but I felt so grateful to um have a safe place for me and um my pups and just um peace and quiet and um so I lived there and I never had lived in such a small place before but I was really really grateful for for the serenity I had there so um Many of you have seen of recent pictures of a place on the lake, which is where I've moved to now. So uh, the the past year has felt like a has been an unbelievable year in my life. As as many of you know, I created Untether and Liberate, and so Untether was created. That course was created um, as I was going through that that um, the 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 end of that relationship and was a saving grace for me as far as my attention and focus could be on that last summer. And, um, 
so it's been a beautiful year of healing and uh, growth and change. And um, I've wanted to share that with people, but I just I respect the privacy of you know our lives that we can share when we when we are ready for that. So um, out of respect for my former partner's uh, life, I don't want to go into detail, but I have just was completely like, you know, I'll be with someone when I retire. I do not need to be involved with anybody. I'm good. I'm good to go. I totally love what I'm doing um, in my life. Well, I, I felt like it was, it really was Providence that all the things happened as they did, like the course picked up and you found somebody that worked well to film the course. And, um, there was right. just this great momentum and I, and I didn't get the sense that you were, um, laid low by, by how, uh, things ended. And, no. um, and then this last year has just turned out to be phenomenal, right? It has been such a transformative yeah. and, and growing year. So, um, I don't know. I just think, uh, things happen as it, we don't understand the reason why sometimes, but, um, in retrospect, it really feels like, uh, there was a, pla a path there that you needed to, you needed to walk. And anyway, I, as, as a friend looking on, it's, uh, it's gratifying to see that, you know, something that could have been and was painful for a while, uh, turn into, you know, just, uh, an important step along the way. Yeah, I am going to miss uh, I, yeah. hearing you talk about your apartment, though. Uh, Laura and I were able to visit you uh, and we actually <laughs> shot some video there. I don't know if that'll ever uh, make it to the light of day, but yeah, but I, I want to know about your fireplace. Did you get rid of your fireplace? No, I've got the portable, portable <laughs> fireplace. <laughs> I love I, got it right I here. love that portable fireplace. So homey. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> glad to hear it glad you glad you uh, still have it i think that's a, i okay. still have it yep got it right here yeah i would love you guys to so when i was creating liberate and it was uh opened it up for registration i went through the loss of my dog lucy and uh shortly a few days maybe it was even just two days afterwards i thought i'm just gonna take a look if there is any you know a place on the lake because it's very rare to that any kind of um places open up and they're available to rent along the lake because they're mostly privately owned. And especially regarding pets, they usually never let people with animals stay because they don't really have to, they don't have to, there's enough desire for people that don't have pets. Um, <clears throat> and I saw this listing for the place and it, and it said, and one small dog, I thought, who would say that? And small dogs are more annoying than big dogs. Like <laughs> considered usually they're like more yappy. It's one small dog. Amazing. And so, I came to see it, and that week that Lucy passed away, these there were these tulips, a certain kind of tulips that were growing that were like hip high. They were beautiful, beautiful tulips. And when I came to this property, those same tulips were blooming in this garden here, and and I just was blown over by this place. I mean, it just is the dream of what I've always wanted. Mm -hmm. So I, I, um, but I can't. It comes from after, like my the bathtub pretend the sort of <laughs> this past year I've had a, like this shower that has a deep sort of bottom to it became like a bathtub for me. 
uh, like I would just squeeze myself into it, <laughs> like half my body into it. But I made it work. I made it work for a year. So all that's to say is it's so much gratitude for for where I am now here in this in this place. It's light filled and and beautiful. And so about five days after I moved in here, um, so I, I signed the lease back in May, and then I moved in August fifteenth. And on August twentieth, this wonderful, wonderful man who I've known through friends and for about two years, but he kind of confessed his love to me, and it's been a beautiful thing. It's it's unfolding, but um, he's someone that I deeply admire. A person I always thought I would love to be with a man like him. I would love to be with such a solid, great character. Um, yeah, and from what you've told me, it sounds like you've had the opportunity just uh, through different uh, you know social situations to be able to observe him, and it sounds like he's just a stellar person. You know, like yeah, really caring and gentle. Right. And um, I just want listeners to know how much um, their love and support all the years, the years we've been doing this, but especially this past year, uh, really has, has been meaningful to me. And also just respecting the privacy of not, you know, no, not knowing exactly what happened and being able to just have faith that I was going to eventually share something about it. So Mm. I look forward to this next chapter of my life. Yeah. That is so exciting. I'm really, really happy to hear that. Well done. Yeah. Can can you um you had told me this I don't know if this is something you want to share but you had a moment where the two of you locked eyes and it seemed like that was a turning point of some kind where some kind of understanding was exchanged in that glance that sounds like a pretty powerful like yes. can you describe that a little bit Yep was it across the room or at a distance was it uh, It was a it was outside um I was coming out of a building and he was there and he was looking at me and I just looked right at him and I walked towards him and he was standing by his motorcycle and like, yes, I know. Right. <laughs> like gorgeous Harley Davidson motorcycle. That was just, and I looked at it and I said, this is a whole, I looked at him and then looked at the bike. I'm like, this is a whole situation. And he said, <laughs> <laughs> so it just makes me think about life and how our paths, we don't know. You know, we have to, it's like, we have to keep on our path and keep showing up every day for our life and taking the next right action. And the next life takes, shows us the way, you know, our, and just the importance of timing. Like, it seems like that was just, it was the right moment for that to happen. And yeah. It's, you had known him for two years, but you had needed that time to be able to observe him and and yeah. get to know him from a distance and like things unfold as they as they need to, right? And yeah, I don't know. Be, being able to trust that is is a challenge, but I think it's part of growing up. A while back, we had a conversation, I forgot which episode, but we had a conversation about uh, around a, a quote that we read. Yeah, where it was something about that we won't do something until the pain of not doing it is greater mm. than the pain of doing it, right? Oh, what so, was that quote? Yeah. Um, and I am just, uh, I'm feeling so many uh, conflicting pulls right now. Like um, I've just got a tremendous uh, amount of stress related to. I was hired back at the school that I was told I wouldn't get a contract to and I just found right. out two weeks ago and we've already started school and I'm teaching 
middle school, which I've never done before, in addition to my high school um, classes. Mm-hmm. And um, and that has just taken a huge um, uh, effort and like psychology and emotion to to get back into that. And so I guess the contrast of not thinking I was going back to teaching high school to then not finding a better option. And then, you know, before the school year started getting this email late at night saying, you know, we have a spot for you. Are you interested in, in going back uh, and having the summer to be able to spend quite a bit of time in the studio and, and think about what was coming next and think about publishing this course that I've uh, been right. developing for years and, I'm considering what what other future might be there rather than trying to just find another teaching job. Right. Just the the contrast between those two things is has been very acute, right? It's been like especially noticeable because it happened in such a short amount of time where right. I shifted uh you know what my vision of the future was and I think I just wanted to I want to put that out there that like I am struggling right now to to make a decision, like to, like, you know, I, I, I really don't see myself being a, a high school educator for the rest of my life. It's just not, it doesn't, doesn't feel like I, is, I don't, you know, dislike it. I love the kids, but it's just not when I, when I think about like deep down where, where my heart is, doesn't feel like the, the long-term situation. Maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe I'll change my mind in the next year. I don't know. Um, but it is so hard to like come home after a week of working or a mm. day of working and like find time to go to the studio, even for five minutes, you know, even yeah. after like, like at all, like this whole week, I didn't get a, a more than like, 10 minutes at the studio and I had Liv with me. So she was wanting attention. So I really didn't have any time to spend in the studio and it's a lot of money to rent the studio. And yeah, we don't really have a lot of money to, to dedicate to something, especially if I'm not using it, but if I lose it, then I am not going to ever, you know, I'm not going to have it there when I do have time and energy. Right. And, and I don't know. And when I come home at night, I don't have enough energy to, to watch these marketing courses that I've uh, paid for and that I really feel like I need to go through to be able to understand how to yeah. uh, you know, publish this course. Anyway, I, I guess I just wanted to voice that to, I don't know, uh, to put it out to our listeners, audience, mm-hmm. that I could use your prayers or your mm. goodwill or whatever it is that, you know, power you might have to offer in your heart sent my way to you know, I'm feeling the extreme pain of not doing it and the extreme pain of uh, the idea of doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm feeling those two two sides very intensely at the moment and um, kind of feel at a loss for how to how to make that choice. So I, I don't know. That, that was the unusual thing. It's like yeah. I just wanted to put it out there to – you know, say it out loud and get it out of my head and also uh, solicit <laughs> the, the uh, I don't know, the feelings, goodwill from, from the universe, I guess. Anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's, and you know, it's something I bet a lot of people can really relate to is that sense of just having this, the, just exactly the conflicts you're talking about. 
um, and what what to do in that those moments. Um, yeah, there's only so many. There's so many hours in the day, and you know, there's a lot to live for and a lot to make your life about, and it's it can be painful to let go of some dreams in favor of others or, you know, or vice versa to let go of stability and, and in favor of pursuing something that's more risky or doesn't seem as defined. So when you say you're feeling the pain of not doing, but then when you say you're feeling the pain of doing it, which, what does that mean? Oh, I, I mean, like, um, I recognize how painful it is. It would be, it would be true. A lot of work and it would be overcoming a lot of obstacles to do it, right? So right now, the the pain, the 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 potential pain, like the pain that it would be to do it, is still greater than the pain of not doing it. Meaning the like, mm, the desire I would love to challenge you about that. I would love to challenge you about that. The mindset part mm. of it, you know. Mm. I think there's pain in not doing it, but I don't think there's pain in doing it. I think it's a uh, well, it feels it feels feels painful. Like I, yeah. Well, it feels impossible to tell you the truth. Like yeah. it, impossible is a pretty dramatic word, but like I just don't see how to make all these pieces come together. And the thing that I've I've really valued one of the one of the many things about our conversations that I've valued is seeing you go through the process and mm-hmm. you've been able to, you know, uh, overcome some you know, very substantial obstacles in, in getting to where you're at now and you've made it work and it's been, you know, you're attempting some similar things to what I would like to attempt. So seeing you have success and seeing you be able to find a way is, has, you know, given me at least a vision and, and encouragement to, you know, that it, that there's a way forward, but all the same, man, it is, it's just like it's too much. I cannot see how to how to make it squeeze enough time and energy out of each day to to make it all happen. If I were to do that, if I were to you know take time and energy from this thing that is providing my family with stability, and invest more time in this other thing that is not as clear cut and stable, you know that's asking a lot of my family. Right. So it's not just, it's not just me. And so I, there's a certain amount of guilt associated with that and wondering if it's being selfish or wondering if it's actually not being selfish. Maybe it's the right thing because it's, you know, how I go to fill, fulfill my potential and get to a place where I can be a better dad and a better spouse and stuff like that. So, you know, there's like, there's all this internal dialogue that, and back and forth that is kind of hard to reconcile. I completely see how how full and all the elements to your life right now, the situation. And I also, I remember starting the process of trying to create a course. And I, I it seems so, um, even though I've taught, and like you, not, not the same way, but taught for years, I couldn't figure out how to translate that. I couldn't think about that I could actually figure out all the technology and all the elements that go into it, the mental mindset of like, how do I translate what I do that is not very step-by-step into something that's can still evoke what I want to teach and, and open people and, and free people and liberate people and untether people. And how do you do that? How do you really do that in a way that's not some cheesy, stupid thing? 
the fear, but I, I wanted a bigger life. I wanted a life. Um, it's just, you kind of have to just do it. You just have to launch. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sorry, Trent. I just, I, I see, but I really see the predicament you're in. And I guess I also just see people really doing it and having success and having a lot of freedom in their lives. And I want that for you. Yeah. That's part of it is like, you know, that little bit of self doubt, you know, like, is it, do I really have it in me to put everything out there and have the confidence and, you know, it's just everything. It's like, there's so many, that's the thing is I think you and I are at different uh, points in the cycle, you know, like yeah, there are yeah, yeah. Pe- peaks and troughs and, yeah. and I, I hope in sharing that I was not uh, kind of downplaying or overshadowing your peak because you are at a peak. And, um, but there is the faith there. Like I do have a deep abiding faith that, you know, that there is a cycle and that, um, I will find a way out and up and, you know, it's just, you know, when you are in, uh, in the trough, as it were, it can be kind of daunting to and challenging to see the way up. But I've been through enough peaks and troughs to know that it will. It will yeah. It'll yeah. happen. And some of you at times and, you get so uncomfortable with it that you're like, all right, I want to change my life. I want I have to change my life. And I think yeah. that's a point point I got the the bottom of like I want I want I have to change my life. Because you and also remembering right. that you help can help more people by just doing it. It can be of yeah. more service. So Well yeah, and I and I think, you know, the the people that I'm worried about uh being negatively affected by me taking chances, you know, I also want them to uh, have a role model like my kids and yeah. my wife uh, have somebody you know in their life that or me that, that I would be somebody who was was um you know, taking on doing hard things, right? Like taking on that challenge and pushing through it. So I, my challenge for you is to post something in that Facebook group about the feelings you're having right now and saying, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm struggling with. As far as this is what my life is looking like. I want this. So just put the, put it into that, put it out there and just see the response you get. Let yourself, let yourself be helped by those people because they're good, good, great people. There really are who and are, have made it, have all had the same feelings, but they that took the next step and the next step and the next step. So you have so much on your side for it. You know, you've got so much knowledge on so many people are stopped just by the technology alone. Like you, you just so much on in your corner for this to work that some mental mind stuff shifts and a bit of focus and direction with it. And you're good to go. You're off to the races. So I challenge you to do that this week is just fake it till you make it, man. Fake it till you make it out there. (laughs) I accept that challenge. I think it's a good one and I'll do it. And I challenge you to, have you ridden the Harley yet? No, I haven't. (laughs) <laughs> I think you got. I think you got to make that happen. That sounds like uh, an invitation you can't pass up. Yes, 
I think so too. <laughs> I know. It's so All awesome. Right. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. And check out the show notes at roomintheTrees.com where you can also get in touch if you have any ideas you'd like to share. In the meantime, you can follow us uh, on Instagram at Sabrina Ward Harrison and at Trent Reynolds Art. Please help us grow our audience by rating us or writing a review on iTunes. To do that, you can use the link roomintheTrees.com forward slash iTunes. Now go and live some life. All right. Have a great week, everyone.